Love this podcast? Support this show through the supporter feature from Acast. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. What? I pressed the wrong thing. Lucy, did you do that? Did you do that on purpose? No, I swear I didn't. Are it's because sure? you said, what don't you press. You said a rude said, word to me. I, don't, I said, don't F it up. Because, and, 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 because... I, and because you did say a rude word to me, I panicked and hit the wrong button. <laughs> what, so what, what actually, I think you find was it's it your fault. The E note on your Casio keyboard. What was it? You wait and, wait and see. Oh, a surprise. Yes, a no, because I didn't want people to think that we'd done it deliberately now that we're always. Do- I didn't want people to think, oh, it's a hilarious way to start the show. <laughs> no, that was completely. Well, they've all been completely genuine. Let's face it. We're not clever enough to fake. I amateurishness I want, we're too busy to... trying to fake professionalism <laughs> <sighs> okay fair dues but now you see now i've lost my momentum you have to sing it now <laughs> thank you welcome to ambridge on the couch it's like i need a fanfare before i start yeah an in-depth look at the arches with me harriet carmichael jeff thomas lucy v freeman and our executive director cooper now before we make a start on your emails oh what a week guys let's have a recap on what happened this week in ambridge we began the week with Adam and Alice cooking dinner. Adam kept talking about the little people and I thought he meant Alice was seeing leprechauns again, but it turned out he meant the children thingy and what's it. Yeah, Jacob's putative affair that only I believe in or am aware of and the woman who is doing exciting things with horses, let's hope Jacob's not too much of a disappointment after that, is paying for Kate to sod off to South Africa to take Nolly's heart off romance, giving him a chance to Roger Catherine the Great again. <laughs> This was all pre-Jenny Darling's demise. Once she had demised, Adam came into his own. If ever there was a man whose voice was designed to soothe the grieving, it is Adam. Everyone said and did all the usual English post-death things. She died doing what she loved. Shall I put the kettle on? You must be in shock. She was one in a million. We must find the child of her husband's lover that she brought up as his own and tell him and at the same time discover that he's a gigolo. All the usual things. Chris and Alice drove to London to tell Rory. He didn't answer the phone because it was Alice ringing and yet it didn't seem to occur to the rest of the family that it might be nice if one of them did it instead (laughs) rather than the one who called him a cuckoo in the nest and for whom he has a pathological hatred. Not sure if they've even told Debbie, to be honest. She'll find out when they do one of those round-robin letters in Christmas cards. Dear Debbie, busy year for us here. Little Martha's keeping us all occupied. Brian's athlete's foot is coming on a treat. Obviously a bit of a downer when Mum died, but best wishes to all. Anyway... You could tell Chris and Alish were in London because there were sirens in the <laughs> yeah, background. weren't there just? <laughs> I would imagine in the bit of London that Julie Gran lives, there are far, there are fewer sirens. Chiswick. 
Then there are foreign exchange traders ostentatiously arranging coke deals on their phones. But the only bit of tape they could find was an offcut from London's burning, so they used that. On a loop. (laughs) It took, as Rory predicted, about 2.5 seconds for the entire Aldridge clan to implode in one of those messy family fights, like on a cartoon where there's clouds of dust and legs and arms poking out. Turns out Jenny Darling knew her heart was on the fritz, but decided, sensibly, not to tell them because she knew somehow they'd make it all about them and she wanted to enjoy what was left of her time in bloody peace. And what of the extended family? Pat sounded remarkably chipper about her husband's bereavement because presumably all the callers were an excellent excuse to clear the soup backlog. Neil waded in for a hug with a horrified-sounding Brian. David found himself entirely out of his depth once more but managed to make rather rather less of a bosh of comforting Brian than he had of comforting Ben. And Ruth attempted to comfort Rory in her inimitable fashion by sounding faintly annoyed with him. I loved the fact that Jenny Darling referred to herself as one in her letter to herself, which was ferreted out by Alice and read to the assembled squabbling company. Jenny Darling also said that she had chosen to pin down her thoughts in writing, which was a good bloody job as we'd have been a bit stuffed if she'd decided to express herself through the medium of art. So there we are, the end of an era. Enraging, hilarious, sublimely competent Jenny Darling, gone to the great Tajine in the sky. Just one question remains. Who's going to update the village website now? The end. I was just thinking the same. Mm. Oh, thank you, Angie. Wasn't it lovely when we're the... calling her Angie now, are yeah, we? Well, because there's yeah. just because the continuity did, you think you can? Yeah, because that was the most moving part of the whole week. It... When they said thank you, you know, I was like, I was so cr- I was so cross all week. Yes, I was, I was genuinely sad, genuinely sad, but because all the those horrible squabbling children, yeah, was so awful. Yeah, it just made me outraged. But then when the continuity person said. Thank you, Angie. Yeah. I felt so sad. It was that I just messaged uh, after Friday's episode. I just messaged Harriet and said, "Oh God, I'm in bits now because <laughs> because it was the um it was the that round... was after you'd message that was before you after you'd message say you're really hungover. Uh, yeah, can we yes, not do the, show? the two the two do <laughs> rather go hand in hand. I find, um, but the <laughs> um what was I going to say that oh, it was it was when they did a round of applause in the pub for her. Yes. Yeah. And even though there were ostensibly only five people there because Tony said, there's hardly anyone here, Brian, it'll be fine. She suddenly got a round of applause from the Royal Opera House, which was which was lovely because that's what she deserved. No, it was so funny when suddenly Joe Lee went, how are you, Brian? <laughs> Bloody and Brian just jumped off his stool. He was like, you said no one was coming. I'm literally I'm, in pieces. It's like the world's worst surprise party. Oh it wasn't oh. it, though. Do you think Kenton was there with his megaphone and a party popper? (laughs) Oh, my God. Probably. But I was so pleased because it was actually the only time that they'd raised a glass. Yeah. And I can't understand why, although, you know, although it's such a sad, sad death, it's not a terrible tragedy because she's a granny, you know, she's not a And she met her grandchildren and And she didn't suffer. She just sort of went pop, which is good. And, yeah, no. exactly. She wasn't. Yeah. She wasn't ill. I mean, she was ill, but she wasn't ill anyway. But and she was one... with it enough to decide not to tell yes, them quite because bloody right, it's I her totally choice. Flipping egg. That's why I was so angry with those mm. horrible children because you just go, how dare you disrespect your mother mm. in this way? It was her decision. 
nothing to do with you. If if that's how she wants to live the rest of her life, so be it. Why on yeah. earth are you so entitled that you, you know, exactly as you said, why shouldn't she? Also, it's like, no, you've got to have open heart surgery because <laughs> I need the extra child care. <laughs> And of course, lots of people don't want to do that because the risks are really high and you don't want to end up being ill or worse in hospital. So I was so, so cross, Lucy. Mm. But but it really made me laugh when Pat was like, oh, I'm so sorry, Lillian. I mean, I did know. Um, (laughs) Yes, I did. I've known for ages. But no, she didn't want to tell you. Pat is such a prat. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and then uh tony sort of panicked and said no just leave that leave this with me pat i'll 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 deal with it so she said okay and then you could tell she was hovering outside the door because as soon as things got tricky she like popped. oh um actually lillian we did think about it really and i thought so when he said go away you you went two foot outside the door it was classic. I'm just polishing Pat. the brickwork out here while I listen. If I was Lily, I would have just punched her yeah. and left, wouldn't you? Yeah. Yes. Because that's the thing. For Lillian, you can you, you can totally see why she was upset because mm. one of her siblings knew and she was yeah. in the dark. But you know, for the for the kids, just get over yourselves. Yeah. And yeah, look, you know, look after each other and. Yeah. You know, be so so grateful that you had your mum for this long as yeah. well, you stupid children. Yeah. Oh, my God, I hated them so much. But then also <laughs> when they were reading the sad letter. <laughs> Passing guess, it from one to the other. It I was guess, like the nativity again, wasn't it? <laughs> because it's really... I thought Kate was really convincing because she broke down and that was very convincing. Yeah. But it's hard to read a letter, isn't it, on the radio, yeah. but it not be a sort of audio book. Yeah. So... <laughs> So yeah, I think Ad- Adam, <laughs> yeah. Adam Adam just went totally audible, didn't he? <laughs> Audible.com. Yeah. <laughs> but my what wasn't what wasn't banging on was my heart. heart. <laughs> <laughs> and I couldn't I just couldn't stop grinning from ear to ear at those bits. <laughs> it made me laugh. Because they were obviously supposed to be deeply moving. Yes. But it's but it's very difficult to do that, isn't it, on the radio? And also, they have, she is their radio mother, you know, she has been um, with with acting alongside them for years and years and years. And, you know, it must be odd, it must be, a part of you must kind of connect with her on that sort of maternal level and then maybe, you know... Absolutely, but no, it, but it, but it did, but giving them the letter to read suddenly put it squarely back in totally theatrical territory. Oh, it yeah, was, yeah, uh, exactly. That's exactly right. Because we're actually, when they're talking about me- sort of memories yeah. without reading it from a letter, it can sound really convincing because you can connect with a yeah. genuine, yeah. You know, a truthful memory that you've had with Angie. But then, yeah, re- sort of trying to sound like you're reading is so difficult, yeah. isn't it? When you are actually reading. <laughs> and and also, you wouldn't read it out to your... You'd just go, oh, oh this is God. really emotional, read exactly. this. Or you'd go, or you'd Paper go, yeah, rustle oh as you God. pass it on. You yeah, or you'd yeah. go, oh, listen, listen to this bit. Yeah. And... Um, but it was, it was, uh, yeah, it, it's just, no trouble is, it's just poor old Adam again, isn't it? He's heavy handed with it. Yes, he is. And, but I yeah. was glad because I thought, oh no, Adam's going to do crying. But actually he didn't. <laughs> he did, he did, did he just sort did, of strangulated did, breathing again. 
<laughs> he did shaking, which is totally in character. So yeah. to be fair to him, he completely stayed in character. And I love the fact that Adam has now turned into a middle-aged housewife <laughs> making the Christmas lunch all the time. Every time anyone's thinking, he's saying, will you get out of the way? I'm trying to do this. Where's that bit of paper? Who's moved the carrots? Also... Where is everybody? I want everybody at the table. You know, He's, he's so annoyed yeah. that he has to arrange the funeral. Yeah. In my very limited experience, it's, it's actually, it's more convenient if one person... Yes. takes that lead isn't it and yeah. it's and it, I mean of course it's a huge chore but I mean don't need to be so cross about yeah. it <laughs> it's your mum's funeral you'll probably only have to do it once in your life <laughs> he was he was so angry wasn't he why do I have to phone the funeral director Bron where's Bron he should do it so and then Kate's going I've made an envelope, put everything in there, and then he was cross about that. And he said, you didn't tell me. Yes, I did tell you. I just can't get over. I mean, that's what I was saying to you. It's because it's a drama. Oh, thanks. Thanks so much. I've got a gin, Lucy. I'm going to talk about them. Because we, yes. thought we, just, we thought we couldn't do this episode without a gin. Mm-hmm. And we've got a special gin, haven't we? We have tonight? got a special gin. But um, uh, So, cheers. Here's to Angie Piper. Cheers. Nearly 60 years, they said. Yeah. I knew it had been Amazing, 50. That's inc- I mean, that's incredible. What a massive yeah. loss for the show. Um, uh, there was a scriptwriter story, and I don't know which scriptwriter it was. I've got a feeling it wasn't Kerry. But there was a letter written into the um, BBC Archer's production office oh, yeah. uh, in sort of the 1980s, early 1980s, when um, you know, things were slightly more even more chauvinist than they are now. And um, uh, it was a concerned woman writing in to Brian Aldridge saying, (laughs) I have bad news. I'm afraid I've heard your wife moonlighting on a French language tape. (laughs) I'm just letting you know that she does actually have extra income. So it might be something you want, you know, have you, have you, have you approved this sort of thing? Have you approved this? Did you know that your wife was was doing this? Yeah, seriously. Oh, my God. Well, there's. I really recommend reading um, a article that Kerry Davis wrote maybe a year ago on the Archer's website. If you just Google Angela Piper, Kerry Davies, 50 years, and it's about her having done 50 years on the show. And she's got some amazing stories mm. on there about people... What they write, what they wrote into her, yeah. you know, and they'd ask her to move in with them because she was a single mum. But to the point that it got really stalkery, and I think they had to get the police involved. But I mean, it, that's the thing. But but actually, that's the thing. Someone like Jenny, who has been on the show for so long, is real even to someone like me, who's mm. only been listening for mm. oh, thirty years. Mm. Amir. <laughs> I mean, I was very young when I started, but but it, that's why it's so. Mm. It's you know, you do feel. But I, you know, I have felt so sad this week. Well, I mean, you know, I've not not all day every day, but it's um yeah, it is yeah. And then this, this, I was working with a producer this week, and he was coming. They they were coming to record at, at my house, and he came over and. And his daughter is my friend, and she's called Jenny. And he opened the, I opened the door to him, and the first thing he said was, oh, my God, my wife is so upset that Jenny's died. Oh, no. And I was like, oh, <laughs> oh, I felt sick. Oh, my God, I didn't know. But, of course, he was talking about the archers because he knows that yeah. oh, I love the archers. And da, da, da. But it, it's that thing, isn't it? It's, yeah. it's, you could say to anybody who listens yeah. to Radio 4, oh, my God, it's terrible. You know, such yeah. sad news about Jenny. 
and because it's so real. Well, I had an Uber driver yesterday, last night, who yesterday, last night, who um, who said that we were listening to the Archers on the way, and he just kept saying, "It's so sad. It's so oh. sad." Oh, <laughs> all Lucy. the way we were driving to Walthamstow. <laughs> It was actually very sad when Brian broke down, wasn't yeah. it? Because yeah. we've never really heard him no. be that vulnerable Well, before, he's so I busy think. trying to protect himself and defend himself from whatever the latest wrongdoing he's wrong done. And to just hear him go, I let her down, you know, it was, was really sort of, um, yeah, that was genuinely moving because we... He, yeah, he's... But, but to yeah. say sort of, I didn't deserve her, and it's like the whole country went, bloody right. No, you didn't. But for whatever bonkers reason, she wanted to stay with you. So, you know. But I think as well, what I found really interesting this week was because we got quite a lot of her history, mm. we found out why she did stay with him. And also she wasn't a complete angel. Yeah. Because if you read that Kerry Davies thing, it talks about yeah. her, she had um, not a physical affair, but a sort of mental affair with John Tregoran. Yeah. And also then she did have, we think, an affair with her ex-husband. Yes. Jonathan or somebody who came back. So she wasn't... Um, no, that was Roger, t- he- Roger Travers Macy. Was <clears throat> That's the, it. And yeah. then it was John Tregoran that she we think she had an affair with. Right, mm. yeah. So she wasn't a complete angel herself. And then as Kate was saying, you know, she used to be... So in a way, I guess she stuck with Brian because she just thought um, she can deal with him. And yeah, because even though he was such a twat, Mm. she can, you know, like she... It's sort of like she was always looking at the bigger picture, wasn't she? Which was her family. Yeah. That's why she stuck it out with him. Yeah. But I found... found... Well, he stuck it out with everyone else, (laughs) sadly. (laughs) if you're going to stick it in with I mean <laughs> stick it out with um, yeah but um yeah I, I but also but I felt when Brian broke down as well I I felt really sorry for him because I thought although it, I, you know I, I I when when um when my mum died I felt it was so sad for me and my siblings but we have families now mm. but actually for my dad who was left on his own I felt it was so much sadder because yeah. you, you know you're you're number two and you're you're that's that's part of your body gone yeah. in a way, isn't it? And it's and but I felt like with Alice and Adam and the other one, Kate, they didn't <laughs> even really bother with Brian. They, no. He was just annoying to yeah. them all week, yes. wasn't he? Well that's Whereas what Adam actually... said today. Oh, <laughs> keep him out there, <laughs> out the way. So then you're going to sit in a kennel or something. Why don't you go and give him a hug and tell mm. him you love him and yeah. Because he would so... have reeled back in alarm as he did when <laughs> He sort of adopted a defensive kung fu stance when Neil went there, like, "Don't you, don't, don't you even try it, Carter." That's as you were saying. There were some brilliantly hilarious moments because, as we all know, death and grief can become so awkward. Can't yes, it? yes, even, yeah. Because yep. even um, David was like, "Oh, I'm." Yeah, I might go over and see Brian. And Ruth was like, really? Are you sure? And Dave was like, oh, I don't know, actually. And it's like, yeah, it'll be go, a bit icky, won't it? No, I won't, I won't. It's fine, it's fine. It's like, don't just go, you dicks. You don't have to see him. At least go and take a pie or something. But, no, you know, the awkwardness of grief is is quite can be amusing haunt it i sort of um lost track of where everybody was because i couldn't figure out whose very small kitchen they were all clearly in 
and because yes. it was yeah, Willow Willow Cottage, Tree. and then yeah. and then somebody said, "Oh no, he can't be there." And then Peggy turned up somewhere, and I thought, "Where?" Because I said, she, "We can't leave her at home," and I thought, "Where is she then?" <laughs> oh, <I don't laughs> Poor Peggy. Mm. Oh, I mean that. Also, yeah. that's probably another reason Jennifer didn't want to mention. Yeah, because she yeah. didn't want to. Yeah, you know why would you want? Because I guess if I was Jennifer, you'd be thinking, "Well, Peggy's probably only got a couple mm. more months, so why mm. would I inflict that news yeah. on her?" And yeah, poor old Peggy. I guess we won't really hear what she. Oh, oh never mind, dear. <laughs> <She's sort of laughs> like... <laughs> Peggy's never been one for emotion, no. has she? <laughs> oh dear. Yes. <laughs> Chin up, dear. <laughs> Um, but the best scene, mm. as you pointed out, I was so, I can't believe you mentioned it because I was so desperate to talk about it, was the sirens at, yeah. in London. The, I, I can't believe they just didn't get Big Ben yeah. bombing in the background. <laughs> and the Grenadier Guards marching up and down doing the Trooping of the Colour. Boom, as well. <laughs> Surely she's in leafy West London. Yes, yes. <laughs> but also the sound effect was looped i mean it yeah. was one it was one car <laughs> circling the block of flats it's more likely you'd hear a helicopter yeah it, I, yes yeah yeah but it was classic <laughs> <laughs> how can we let them know we're in, i thought we're either gonna have that we're gonna have mind the gap <laughs> and if i'm sorry but if rory I think if you had 17 missed calls, as you said, why was it just Alex? Yeah. Maybe Debbie should have phoned Rory. Yes, or somebody or that he likes. <laughs> and, it, and if yeah. you see you've got 20 missed calls, yeah. you're likely to think, oh my God, one of my parents is dead. Yes. You know, that is yes. just, of course, yeah. it's yeah. terrible news. So it was, a, so if I was Alex, I just wouldn't have bothered. I would no. have been like, mm. if you're not going to bloody pick up. Yeah. But that was all quite... Well, it's, I, it's I because of Alice's uh, residual guilt, isn't it? With, yeah. with him, because of what she said. I but, liked uh, Chris being all manly and yes. like, leave her alone. Yeah? Step back, Step Rory. Step back from the drunk, all right? I'm st- She's my drunk. <laughs> I've got oh, nothing under there. this leather apron and I'm and not Julianne, afraid yeah. to show. Julianne comes in, I know who I'll take to the barbican. <laughs> you, young man. You're a blacksmith, you say. Julianne covered in corn plasters. (laughs) I hope she came out in a silk dressing gown. I wish we'd heard it rustling. Yes. (laughs) And some clip-clop sort of fluffy mules. Yes, mules, yes. Exactly. (laughs) What do you think she called him back to say? Yes, that's interesting, isn't it? I think she called him back to say, don't be too long. I'll expect you back at work again in a week's time or something. Yeah, well, because... But then, so yeah, because he said to Ruth, um, I mean, Rory, even Rory, I was pissed off with. He was being such a brat. Mm. And I know he's in, you know, turmoil because he's feeling that his grief isn't justified and all that sort of stuff. But just go. Mm. Again, just grow up, yeah. you twat. But anyway, because um, he, he's, he's turned into an evil pantomime character. He has, yeah. When he wasn't even going to let them in. You know, she's, yeah. we've come all this way, Rory. And it was like, ha, ha, ha. Yes. Stay out there in the snow with the police car going up and down behind you. <laughs> There's a lot of crime in my yes. street. Stand Again, there for long Rory. enough and you'll find out. Ha, ha, ha. 
And even when he was talking to Ruth, he was so rude and yeah. mean, wasn't he? In his, his evil. It's because he's played Richard III at the Globe. Yes. What I also <laughs> liked was the fact that they clocked, because this is a very London thing. Yeah. People outside London come to a London terraced house and think, oh dear. Oh, they've not done very well, have they? Little realising that that terraced house is worth about 750 grand. And for them, yeah, and for them to clock that this is, oh, it's lovely, isn't it? It's a really nice apartment. I said, I was thinking to myself, I bet you'd, you'd thinking, you'd actually be thinking, oh, how awful having to live in a high rise. <laughs> it's like a tower block. Is it council? <laughs> near a canal yeah i reckon she must be in one of those battersea um river flats don't you but no one outside the bermondsey or no one outside the lunacy of london (laughs) real estate has any has any appreciation of how completely nuts it is and it's really really hard to because you just see them in this looking at estate when people bring their parents down you know when when they're trying to coax the bank of mum and dad into you know forking over deposit money for a house you see all these young couples in their in their 20s um sort of trundling around taking their parents to the nice tapas bar and the nice wine bar because they don't want to show them the shitty bit that they actually go to and um you know in in order to kind of persuade them to part with their cash you can see the parents looking in the estate agent window and going how much (laughs) for the tiniest box yeah but darling you can but you come and live in Bootle with us and, you know, you can get a five-bedroom house for that much money. It's, yeah, so I was not convinced for a second that Alice and Chris, particularly Chris, would have any idea that yeah, it was a nice flat did, they were looking He actually at. said, didn't he, am I being a country hick? Or He said something like yeah. that. He called himself a hick, didn't he? Or yeah. did you see what I saw? Yeah. Um, which actually was quite funny, I thought. But no, because but Rory said to Ruth, or Rory, it's so confusing, because mm. Alice calls him Rory, mm. Julianne calls him Rory, yeah. and Ruth just, Rory. Anyway, but um, uh, Rory said to <laughs> Ruth. Ruth calls him, you idiot. <laughs> Rory. Rory, is that Rory? She's obsessed with him, isn't she? But she said to him, "Oh, he said, no, well, I'm, you know, I'm go- after the funeral. I'm going to go back to uni." And she was like, "What? No, Rory, your home is here." And I was like, um, "No, it of isn't. course he's going to go back to university." Yeah, you are you suggesting he drops out of uni, <laughs> or like, I mean, of course it's a terror, you know. But that life goes on, and you yeah. don't not go back to uni after. You and know, Ambridge a week isn't or so. his home anyway. He spent most of his no. life in Ireland. Exactly, he yeah. hasn't been back to Ambridge no. for months. But I hate that sort of like this is your home. Yeah, it's you've like got to feel some allegiance not. to it, even if you actually don't at all. You've just got to because it's expected. But mm. he, but clearly he is has been summoned back. Mm. You're right. Because she did that thing, didn't she, of making him jealous by saying, oh, I'll, I'll, yeah. I'll be able to find someone else to take me to the bob. She is absolutely nuts, isn't she? She is. She is, yeah. Totally, yeah. She's yeah. going to go full bunny boiler. Yeah, and Chris clearly saw straight Yeah, it. and it will be Alice and Chris that rescues him. God, Alice does my head in there. Mm. Now, see, that's the thing. I love Alice when she's fun, mm. but grieving Alice. Now we're back to, oh my God, we're back to all that sort of, that sad voice. Yeah. I can't bear it. It's awful. But it wasn't just a sad voice. Now, 
Who was it? Who was it? Who was it? Now then, yes. It was Daniel Millichip. That's it. Oh, yeah. Who said... Just a quick note that Ambridge has had a massive week. We say goodbye to Jenny and we also broke the space-time continuum on a single room, in a single room. Alice was speaking at 1.25 speed compared to the rest of the characters in Monday's episode. Did you not notice? What, slower? Much quicker. Oh, uh, when she went, oh, no, but that was her, I think that was her way of being like, I'm just going to tell Rue the news because I'm so upset that this is, I just have to get out. But she, the way she was talking, yeah, it actually she, sounded as if yeah, she'd been speeded right. up. It was Rui, really I have peculiar. To tell you, my, your mum has died. Uh, Rui, I have to tell you, our mum has died. It's like, and then it's like this. But I think that's her way of... It was before um, she went to see Rui. It was when they oh. first told her the news. Oh, and she was talking double speed. Yeah, it was oh. so peculiar. I'm going to see if I can find Monday's episode because oh, it was really odd. Maybe that was a sort of editorial decision. <laughs> just sped her up. Speed, speed her up, speed her up. Because she, she was being self-indulgent. If only they'd done that with Adam. We could have, we could have just had three quick sighs and it could all have been over. <laughs> the best bit was when Adam, on that episode, pre, um, what should we call it, um, post, pre-Jenny, pre mm. uh, anyway, before, before Jenny, um, uh, Adam and Alice, yeah, were, were, I don't know what they were doing. But anyway, the kids were playing, weren't they? And Adam said, oh, don't worry about Xander. He's just playing with his blocks. But it sounded a bit like, don't worry about Xander. He's just playing with his blo- bollocks. <laughs> well, it, 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 it didn't. Of course it didn't. But I read too much into that he was playing with his blocks. Blocks. Playing with blocks. his what? Blocks. He's play- he loves playing with his blocks. blocks. <laughs> <laughs> that was a funny old scene, wasn't it? Yes, but they had to get them all together, didn't oh, they? Of course they did. Yeah, they, of course they did. So Kate then turns up because they're all expecting her to be late and, and she's then, on time. And then what was the point then of, of do you think Nolly's going to come over now? Because why, yeah. why, why would they have gone to the sort of faffle of um, a Jacob getting a ticket for her to go to South Africa if she wasn't ever going to go in the first place? I've no you, idea. Was I it d- to d- show? D- yeah. yeah. Anyway, d- and you, do really you think you're know. a fair... Well, who no, knows? No, because now they were sounding really close, weren't they? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but it just made me wonder why... I mean, unless they were sort of... Because like, they wanted to introduce the concept of Nolly again. and mm, Remind I, well, us. I mean, it, yeah, and it would make sense for um, Nolly and her brother to come back, wouldn't it, for the mm. funeral? Yeah. I hope they do. And De- she'll come on, you've got to have Debbie back. I really hope so. They can't not do, do, have do, do, Debbie. Do, do, do. Yeah. <laughs> I'm so sorry I couldn't make the funeral today, guys. Um, I'm still in Hungary, uh, sending all love. I've sent a big bouquet saying, <laughs> I've sent a mum bouquet for the <laughs> mummy <laughs> for the coffin. But anyway, see you guys. See you soon. Love ya. <laughs> love you, love you. Bye. Yeah, no, they've got to have, they, she can't be on the phone at the funeral. They no. can't be live streaming it to her. <laughs> we need to hear her. I'll be upset otherwise. <coughs> she owes it to Angie, to be fair. Doesn't she? Yes. Yes, she does. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. 
Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Does she owes it to her mama? Did you know that Jenny is Dan and Doris's daughter? Or granddaughter. Mm. Daughter. I didn't know she was sort of of the you know, like she's because she's now an Aldridge, but I didn't sort of I hadn't really understood how significant her role in Ambridge mm. was before and what mm. a sort of prominent family she comes from. Yeah. I liked them putting her photo oh, no, up Dan, in the book, Dan, though. That's nice. Yeah, Dan and Doris's grandchild, wasn't she? Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, sorry, what did you say? Uh, I liked them putting her photo up in the bull. Yeah. I thought that was nice. Yeah. We were back to the nudist drill again, weren't we? Did you notice? Stella, stop talking about the nudist drill. Yeah, no one cares. Stella, get it. Don't get it. Who cares? Oh, Stella, come on, please. Just read the room. Read the room. But I want to know. It's going to go up by £150 in 2024. (laughs) So we need to get it. No, it's like, come on, Stella. Come on, Jenny's literally died. But I love the fact that Ruth's going... Oh, just do it because it's not her money. And then Adam's not really listening. He's like, "Buy what? A new, a new just? Yeah. A new just? Yeah, that's fine. Whatever. I don't care. I haven't got time. Buy so, the nudist drill. Yeah, I, I've already got one, but that's for <laughs> that's for a different purpose. But but isn't it one hundred and fifty grand? And if yes. Brian said, "Actually, I don't feel comfortable about this," I I I would suggest just not buying it yet even if the cost is going to go up also if... can i boringly point out yeah that for a purchase of that size you'd have to have something countersigned by other members of the farm is it you wouldn't be is uh, it it is so right. um you, you wouldn't just be allowed to go off and piss 150 grand up the wall because where's she going to get the money from is it is there just a bank account with 150 grand <laughs> well i think it's it? what she's doing is signing up for the commitment that they are going to get it right oh and then they're going to pay it in installments. yes yes oh, it's all gonna end but then kate uh, he trouble. will brian will retire won't he and then they'll find that they've got this big debt of this oh new disc drill new disc drill and etc etc <laughs> Actually, I could use that for one of my workshops. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't drilled a nudist the, for ages. The it's outdoor very rain. <laughs> <laughs> very good for the outdoor rain <laughs> workshop. You can make a well. <laughs> uh, not on my land. <laughs> she can't uh, talk. She's speechless. She's she's still getting over thingy. <laughs> she's still walking around with a big. Yeah. Ouchie. Yeah. <laughs> They're still walking like John Wayne around the village. <laughs> oh, dear. Um, uh, email from Morgan Johnson, who says, yeah. by the time you get this, this scene will be over a week old, but I'm surprised you didn't say more about the banter between Kate and Rex while he fixed the roof in the rain. Kate was talking about how cold rain can actually be good for you, and Rex parroted it all back to her. Then Krusty arrived, <laughs> yes, he and he repeated it all again. Yes. He was completely making fun of Kate, and it's the first scene in quite a while that made me laugh out loud and rewind. <laughs> 
<laughs> I do remember that actually. It was quite funny. <laughs> he just kept, yeah, he kept repeating. It. <laughs> but he does that. But he was going slowly mad as well. I yes, think, wasn't he? Because he was so cold. Yeah, well, he was hypothermic, and you know, with the rain bouncing off his cagoule hood, while Kate witted on about <laughs> chakras and things. Um, I um. We were spot on in our prediction, weren't we? We said it's going to be a quiet week because there's going to be a big week next week. And bingo. You knew it. You knew it, Lucy. As so, as I felt soon it as in my saw, water. As soon as you saw drama in drama mm. plus police sirens in London, <laughs> you knew it was coming. Except I think we, I thought that they had gone to London, but of course they'd gone to Warwick. Stratford. Yes. Warwick. To a lovely spa place. You do get nice spa places up there, don't mm. you? Uh-huh. Um, Maria Taylor said, what is this trickery? Your predictions were so accurate. Oh, I would like you to let me have this week's lottery numbers. I have never played before, but it's never too early to start. Thanking you muchly, Maria. I'm, I'm quite good at lottery numbers. I, when you say good at them, you mean you've won a lot of money? Once I won £10. Right. Here are my numbers. 23, 37, 44, 10, 5, 1. Right. And you've you. once won ten pounds. Ten pounds. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So how how, right. how long has how long has the lottery been? Um, well, I won ten pounds. I think I was about nineteen. Okay. So, so it's a. So when you say you're quite good at the lottery, I don't play every what you mean week, is Lucy. I'm not quite sorry. I don't play every week. Oh, okay. But they are lucky numbers. They are, are they? You know, okay. I mean. Um, Clearly, because you won ten pounds, <laughs> and you probably only spent about four hundred, so exactly. that's good. Exactly, mm. it's the odds are were yeah. good. Mm. So, well, try it and see. Okay, <laughs> try it and see. But if they try it and see, and they win, they'll then have to share the money with you, which you won't like. Oh, yes. I well, no, because I would. You know, I would like it if they have to share the money with me. Of course, they would. If they won one hundred thousand pounds. No, but if they won one hundred thousand pounds with your numbers and you hadn't put any money on, you wouldn't get anything. No, I'd just be happy for them. Oh yeah, you yeah. wouldn't. Honestly, I'm not a selfish person. <laughs> <laughs> I would just be delighted for them. They mm-hmm. could buy me a drink, couldn't they? Can you imagine if we get an email next week going, oh God, thanks to Harriet, so. I've won 700. Mm. And I won't even be able to remember what numbers they were. Cause, no. Um, they, no, they weren't coming off. They are my favourite numbers. Have I told you my National Lottery story? Can I tell you, you my National Lottery story? I, it's not, it's not me. I, I didn't I didn't know. Is I'm that why you're a, selling your house? Yes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, my friend in the 90s was a foreign exchange dealer. And they worked on a big trading desk with lots of shouty men in braces. And they were, it was pre-internet and they were giving the office junior, uh, they were all giving him 10 quid a week to put on their lottery numbers because they had a lottery syndicate. Oh, yeah. And one week, they won. They won like five numbers, four numbers, five numbers. But because between them, they'd put about 200 quid on, they were going to get a lot back. And the office junior turns up on Monday morning and they all went, yay, how much did we get? And he went, beg your pardon? And they said, all the colour drained out of his face. And they said, the syndicate, we won. And he'd been pocketing the money and not buying the... No. Yeah, and not buying the tickets. And he thought, they're not going to win, it doesn't matter. Oh my God. That's and they said, just... <laughs> and especially, can you imagine how much testosterone was in that office? Oh man. And there's all of those... Who raise oh, and one little acneed office junior oh, quietly God. pissing himself in fright. Shit. Because oh. for a year he'd just been taking the money. 
and not buying the ticket. Oh, that's awful. That's actually quite a sad story all around, isn't it? I don't like it. (laughs) Delete that story. It's made me really depressed. Because I actually feel sorry. I feel sorry for everyone. I I don't feel sorry for the hoorays. They didn't deserve it, but... Oh, no. Did you you ever watch The Syndicate? Well, I kind of thought, you know, they were all sort of, um, you know, uh, real full-on... T- Tory hooray so I thought there you go private enterprise he's just pocketing the money <laughs> you're all for that shut up moaning anyway um did I watch syndicate no I did not watch syndicate. it was good actually Very was good. it I enjoyed that the fair series anyway um why were we talking about the national oh yes because of the prediction because, Yay! <laughs> because next week someone is going to win a million pounds Yay! with your money your numbers and you're going to be spitting feathers <laughs> um Andrew Stewart said uh, I'm a bit disappointed by the Jenny Darling hospital scene. I thought she deserved better. Oh. Sounded a bit like it had been shat out of the autoscript machine. However, I will let them off so long as no scene this week includes the line, I just don't believe it. If I hear this, I will throw an Alice brick through the nearest village <laughs> shop window. You have been warned, people of door. <laughs> so, yes, if anyone is, 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 is suddenly finds themselves showered in broken glass at any point in the village of door... Last week, it was because Andrew's annoyed because someone had said, I just don't believe it. Not in not in a Victor Meldrew way, I don't think, but just generally. <laughs> no, no, I just I don't believe I do. it. Yes. Jenny, she <laughs> is a fine woman. People, uh, A lot of people said, I can't believe it, or I still can't believe it, but they hadn't said, I don't. No, but that is what you say, isn't it, when something mm, like that happens? Because you, yes. don't, you don't believe it. And you go back and you said, I only saw her, to, you yeah. know three days ago yeah. and she looked fine as if the person's going to be I only saw her da, 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 and she looked a bit dead then you know it's just <laughs> I didn't mind the hospital scene I thought that was I thought it was good that they all managed to get there to be yeah. honest even if she'd already died more than the royals could manage I think it um <laughs> as well there was there was one very moving bit where I suddenly went oh dear when it went from they're doing all they can to when they said they saw Brian the children and they said Dad, Dad, what's happening? And he said, they did all they could. Yeah. And then you realised, oh, God, she's actually oh. she's actually gone. And yeah. Oh, that is horrible, isn't yeah. it? And, yeah. And poor old Lillian, because you would sort of... Oh, yeah. It's the worst for her, yeah. isn't it? Because, yeah. of course, she... Also, to be fair to Lillian, she is always going to think, but if I'd known Jenny yeah. was ill, mm. I wouldn't, you know, wouldn't have... Mm left her alone <laughs> what was she doing having a massage or, <laughs> or did she die in the jacuzzi i can't remember no she was just she... keeled over in the hotel room yeah she got tired didn't she yeah lillian went off for a <laughs> something oh darling that's oh that's a wonderful I, I do have a sixth sense darling oh yes that's wonderful me and my sister we're terribly close oh yes oh keep going maybe, oh. <laughs> maybe she'd gone off for a poo in the poo loo, the hotel poo loo, see? And then it all happened in her absence. Oh, God, no, stop it. Oh, you well, mean Lillian? Lillian? Yes, no, not no, Jenny. It's not like Elvis and die on the bog. wouldn't need to use the poo loo because you can oh, poo. In, really? Yeah. You wouldn't poo no. in, your, uh, in your bedroom loo? No. What? In no. front of your sister? No. <laughs> Does she not like your poos? <laughs> <laughs> I thought the hotel... I mean, I would only use it if I'm rooming with somebody i didn't know that well like 
like a new boyfriend or uh, that's not gonna happen for a while is it or um one of my a girlfriend that i didn't know so well okay who i thought might be disgusted. i don't think anyone deserves that <laughs> really? on no, oh, no it's no. just a fruity smell lucy yeah, sure. there's, no, there's windows and all that and mm, fans no well anyway <laughs> interesting Interesting mm-hmm. that. What does Charlotte think? I don't right know. In let's, Charlotte. let's get it. Let's get in touch. And let's not. We had enough complaints about my feet. I don't think yes. we need to start getting complaints about my poo now. Thank you very much. Oh, God. <sighs> um. Anyway, well, anyway, let's hope I'm... no one tuned into this for a reverential <laughs> look at the life of Angela Piper because you haven't got it. No, because also that's that was the problem until they got to the bull was that nobody. Yeah. You know, God, when my mum died, we were like, you know, cracking jokes. The day you just do, don't yeah. you? To yeah. get through sadness, yes. you have to, you know, most people anyway, I think, have to um, have a good old laugh as well. Otherwise, you, yep. you know, it's terrible otherwise, isn't it? Mm. To get through the bleakness. You, yes. Humans don't ever lose their sense of humour. No. And, you know, at le- you know, the least they could have done was gone, here's to mum or, you know, mm. celebrated her. Yeah. But and I guess thank they God they did. Shock. But except not the family, obviously. It was all the <laughs> people that actually liked her, had some respect Where for her. Where is her will? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, Stella. Oh, my God. That's going to be the next thing, isn't it? Yeah, isn't it? Isn't it? Um, who is my father? <laughs> Did Adam ever know? Adam must have known who his father is. Well, I know he's got red, don't everyone write in, but he's got red hair and Paddy Redmayne had red hair. Right, okay. Not Redmayne, because then that's too obvious if he's got red hair. (laughs) Redmond. Redmond. Phil Redmond. Yeah, yes, him. Yeah, the writer of Brookside. Yeah. Right, this is from Michael Gorman, our our celebrity librarian. Yes. Celebrity librarian slash 1930s doorman who said, if you're thinking that Lee's ex, Alicia, is seeking sunshine in San Francisco, please note Mark Twain once wrote, the coldest winter I ever spent was a summer in San Francisco. You have to go to more southerly parts of the Golden State for reliable sunshine. By the way, Gay Grable sounds like a line of chorus boys, all Betty Grable impersonators. Sorry if the reference is too old for you. It's too old for her, but I get it, Michael. And that's partly why I like saying Gay Grables, I think. Because <laughs> very childish. I didn't know it wasn't sunny the whole time in San Fran. No. Gosh. I just assumed it's the Sunshine State. No. That's California, well, isn't it? No. Isn't it all, isn't it all sort of linked I don't know. Don't ask me geography things. Where did David Hockney paint those swimming pools? California. Okay, that's where I want to go. Okay, LA. San Francisco is the beautiful city, isn't it? That's the one with all the massive hills where What's Up Doc was filmed. Hoorah. Right, yeah. Yeah, that looks great too. Yes. Um, This is from Jane in Cornwall who said, it's a strange, sorry, this is... uh, Cooper is rummaging through his toy box behind me. He's looking, oh, he's looking for him. his teddy, which is buried at the bottom. Yeah. Um, it's a strange experience this week, being a long-time Archers fan. I'm not sure I have felt grief this tangibly in any oh. other drama. The actors are expressing raw grief totally convincingly, mm. and the scriptwriter's done a brilliant job. I came across an old interview of Charles Collingwood the other day, and he said lovely things about the character Jenny and Angela Piper. It's been a tough oh. listen at times this week and must have been difficult for the cast and writers, but chapeau, everyone, and thanks, Angela, for the many years of pitch-perfect acting. Oh, that is a brilliant email. It we is. We should have actually started the podcast. Yes. <laughs> I feel bad. Talking about poo. Anyway. I have a um, bag for slagging everyone off. 
being so horrible. No, exactly. It was. It was all very. Um, yeah, it was super sad. I felt so uh, it, when she died. I can't remember which day it was. Now was it? Was it Sunday night? No, it wasn't Sunday night. Was it? It was Monday night. It was so sad. I thought that mm. you know the hos- after the hospital. I felt so, I genuinely, as most people did, felt proper grief. Hmm. Mm. Yeah. Yes. There. Yeah. Yes. There's a. Yeah. It's a loss. Mm. Partly yeah. because she's was such a good character as well. I mean, I found her intensely irritating, but it didn't stop me recognizing I that suppose, she was a really good character. I suppose if I suppose we had we knew it was coming though, didn't we? Mm-hmm. I suppose that probably took because actually, if you hadn't known that she was ill in real life, it must have been an awful shock. Well, when Nigel took the header off the roof, oh yeah, somebody leaked the shaken Ambridge to its core thing, didn't they? Because the do you remember? Oh, yes, that's right. Shake Ambridge to the core. Because the hashtag SATTC kept popping up all over oh, the Archer's things. And right. I was thinking, what the hell is this? And then realised what it was. Because oh, right. um, they said, we want an event that'll shake Ambridge to its core, to the core. Uh, so people were braced for that. Yeah. I think John dying was the last one I can remember that absolutely came out of a clear blue sky. Oh, and everyone just went, oh, What? Beautiful. That's awful. But also that's a young person as well. So that takes it to another level. But that was pre-Twitter. So I don't know because I only twigged that something was going to happen with Jenny when someone else went, looked forward and said, oh, it says there's going to be something, you know. So maybe social media has now put the kibosh on building up any real surprise. Yeah, the shock factor. Mm. Yeah. But do they do that on purpose because they want a more a greater listenership for everyone wanting to find out what it is? So we know something's coming and we don't know what it is. Like you know, EastEnders leaks major plot. Mm, I think shock for be, blah blah blah. But it wasn't it wasn't an obvious one because it didn't say drama in you know Stratford or mm. Lillian leaves the jacuzzi early. For, you know, it wasn't like mm. it 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 could have been anything. Like I, I thought it could have been Rory. Yeah. But so it so I don't think I think they were very subtle about it. Mm. And I think lots of people didn't didn't I mean, you know, for a lot of people I think it was a shock. Yeah. And yeah. Anyway, super um, sad. Suggestion from Jackie Allingham for super you. Super sad as well. Be- well, because we know that because actually if it had just been that she was retiring. Yeah, like Shula. Yeah. yeah. But actually because we know she's ill, that mm. makes it Mm. much more real doesn't it yeah. and you yeah know, and a real sadness um but life goes on <laughs> yeah a suggestion from jackie allingham for you oh yeah um you know you were looking for sunny programs she said yes watch I need the, them more than ever watch the durrells on amazon prime oh, which I've, is always I've read sunny every there. single i loved that's one of my favorite shows ever made uh, yeah i mean that that's exactly the sort of recommendation i was looking for except that i've seen them all a million times okay i love the durrells okay that, um, that's exactly what that's perfect escapism yes yeah i didn't yes. know they were on amazon prime actually hmm uh, yeah, might have to rewatch. Um, this is from um, uh, Kate Palazzola. Um I know I should be thinking about the grieving Aldridges, and of course I am, but 
I have been that. very. I love that she had it, but she's I really mean, guilty I am about really it. Sad about it, but <laughs> but at the same time, um, I've been very preoccupied with a theory. Now she's added to her email. She's added, you know, on crime dramas they have the the the, the clue board where it's there's a notice board completely covered in bits of paper with with arrows and triangles and things linking other bits of paper. Yeah. Well, she's basically sent me a picture of an equivalent of that. <gasps> wow. It's it's no, she, I don't know where she's nicked it from. But anyway, <laughs> um, this is her theory, right? So Jacob leaves town, and the moment he's gone, his brother arrives. They look exactly alike. Everyone remarks on it. So I think Eric is Jacob. <laughs> Jacob is so tightly wound. The only way he can let his hair down and eat his nibbles straight off the furniture is to pretend to be his own carefree younger brother. It's straight out of the importance of being earnest. Jacob is hardcore bumbering. And when he's ready to be Jacob again, Eric has to leave town suddenly for a job. I know what you're thinking. But Katie, they sound completely different. Of course they do. Katie, that's not what we're thinking. We're no, thinking... You need help. Sleep. But yes, <laughs> Jacob is a details man. He's carefully honed his alter ego right down to the voice. What a nice touch to ask Kate whether Eric smashed a bottle of his red. You know full well he did. It was you what done it. Ah, oh, dear. I love it. Then she it. says, I'm a little behind on episodes, so please forgive oh, me right. if this or a similar theory has already been brought to your attention. No, Katie. Astonishingly enough, no one else has come up. With well, this uh, <laughs> utterly berserk theory. Also, because only because we've been preoccupied with what happened this week. The death, yes. <laughs> Katie needs to catch up on, <laughs> on sleep and Sleep, sanity, and... yes, yeah. <laughs> She's got a little one though, hasn't she? She has, yes. <laughs> um, this is from Steve Barry, who says, a few thoughts. I can't, this is, uh, he's going back to, blah, 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 blah. he's going back to uh, the Will, the Will, Will, um, Lee and the girls go yeah, to LA. The girls. Um, a few thoughts. I cannot help feel. I cannot help feeling that Helen and fair play, as Harriet says, she is consistently selfish and egocentric. <laughs> but expecting Lee to act as surrogate stepfather without the readiness to, if necessary, step up into the same role is a new high, even for Helen. I have seen in lots of blended families that I know that the new partners seem surprised that they do not feel the same about your offspring as they do about their own. I did wonder if I'd tuned into some bizarre radio version of Hollyoaks listening to Brad and Chelsea go on and on and on. I felt a little sorry for Brad, but there is no way he was going to be allowed he was going to be allowed for it to work. With regards to cost from Pershaw, the closest station to Inkborough, supposedly one of the models for Ambridge, is twenty pounds for the young person's rail card. We said somebody would know, didn't we? There we go. <laughs> we did. As for the Jim and Justin doing a poor impression of open all hours, the less said of that, the better. <laughs> Lastly, Harriet, death in paradise is definitely the answer. Okay. Lots of sunshine, interesting enough plots, and only an hour. What's not to like? <laughs> that is, and for some reason, what I actually downloaded this week to watch on the tube was The Handmaid's Tale. <laughs> oh my God, that's cheery. It's always raining in The Handmaid's Tale. It, I, I watched That's like, why they wear those hats, to keep the rain yeah, I didn't scooting watch down it their back. First time round, because I knew I'd be so depressed and upset mm. when I watched it. But I was like, but for some reason I downloaded it and then I was watching it going, I'm so depressed and upset. <laughs> I don't know what I'm doing. But it's so compelling that it's quite addictive isn't it but i can only watch it on the tube because it's too bleak to 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 watch yeah. it at my yes. house if you know what i mean so i'm only doing small doses 
But yes, okay. it's the wrong thing. I, I've got to, I've got to, I've got to exchange it for Death in Paris, Paradise. Okay. Death in Paris. Well, Death in Paris um, would be good, it? This is from um, Dan and James's Auntie Jo, uh, Jo O'Leary, who mm-hmm. says, all the feet talk, don't worry everybody, we're not going, <laughs> all the feet talk on the pod last week has got to me. I spent the episode when Alice was gently breaking the news to Rory, wondering about the state of Julianne's bunions. <laughs> After hearing Adam drone on all week, like Harriet, we'll all need some sunshiny TV to lift the January Jenny darling gloom. Dan is your man for all things Death in, death in Paradise. Ooh, okay. Perhaps... A Death in Paradise Archer's mashup is on the cards next time for Breezes away from Radio Borsetshire. Speaking of which, is he in the running to replace the mighty Ken Bruce? That feels a suitably <laughs> random prediction. Oh my God, don't give him any ideas. Um, and this is Olivia, uh, who says, what a week it has been written so touchingly. Yeah. And clearly, by someone with huge emotional intelligence, the build-up of all the cheery family dynamics over Sunday dinner was beautifully written, making their grief all the more excruciating. The scene with Kate and Jacob was beautifully played by both actors. Kate's fluctuation between grief, guilt and questions like why Jenny framed the photo of Kuwait was, ex- was exquisite. When my grandfather died suddenly, I felt guilty for not having rung him the night before and my mother told me that one always feels guilty when someone dies, which brought me weird comfort when she died and the guilt all around has been portrayed beautifully. Yeah. Uh, I think any doubts we might have had about why Julianne has to pay for company has been firmly dispelled. (laughs) She's been in an intimate relationship with Rory, 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 for maybe a year and she couldn't have had less interest in being (laughs) kind to him. She was devoid of empathy, compassion, sympathy or any other standard human emotion and couldn't boot him out quickly enough. I wonder if this will be the end of their arrangement. Surely he is going to have to start engaging with how he feels and that will not be wildly sexy for her. If he doesn't start feeling something, then I really fear for his future sanity. Not sure I'm ready for another mental health storyline. I cannot believe she doesn't even know what siblings he has. Hope whoever she takes to the Barbican pushes her down those gigantic (laughs) concrete steps. Yeah, yeah, Olivia. Yeah, yeah. I'd just die of boredom anyway. Yeah. Uh, mm, exactly. Although I think there's a good exhibition there at the moment. Is there? Funnily enough, I think maybe there's a Paula Rago exhibition or something. Oh. It came up on my Instagram and I was like, oh, that's what Julianne's going to. And then <laughs> I was like, no, it's not real. <laughs> it's not real. Andrew Stewart said, okay, so my worst fears repost mortem scripting were unfounded and instead they went for Hollyoaks meets Knives Out. But this still leaves a vital question. Where the hell is Debbie? Is she going to attend the funeral on Zoom muted? Yes. Mm. Um, Daniel Everett, who said, I can't Sorry, remember so who Alice, it was. It's Alice Neal at the um, Barbara. Oh. Yeah. I can't remember who it was, but when someone was talking to Brian, they were being so insensitive, they might as well said, last time I saw your dead wife, she was so alive and definitely not dead. Because remember, she's not alive <laughs> was now. Was it Tony? Yeah. I mean, no, not Tony. Was it um, uh, Neil? <laughs> As I sometimes feel I am emotionally colorblind, I laughed out loud when Kate wept. I can still feel her unique aura. I can't be the only one who feels that Rory is being so self-entitled and sounds really similar to Ben. I literally imagine him, Ben and Josh all looking the same, but with different hair colors. <laughs> yes, they are. They are. There is a, there is a definite yeah. young male. Um, yeah, whiny male. <laughs> yes. Whiny mail. Uh, so this is Claire, Daniel's mum. 
Uh, it made me quite tearful initially, but I loved the Aldridge apocalypse, which cheered my spirits considerably. Good job we have the emotional intelligence of Tony and Pat on hand. I reckon by the end of February, we'll have Stella and Ruth shacked up in the farm after this with a massive nudist drill. Justin demoted to T-Boy and Adam and Brian's farm hands. Bring on the revolution with love, Claire Everett. And Becky Sheaves said, is it just me or isn't Ruth being odd with Rory? He turns up unexpectedly after his beloved stepmother dies and Ruth just says brightly, cup of tea, as if nothing has happened. And then chirps, how are things at home? (laughs) He is understandably a bit stuck for words. So then she says, is this because of Jennifer being ill? No, Ruth, it's because of Jennifer, his mother figure and the one person who has raised and nurtured him being all of a sudden dead. Earth to robo, Ruth. You're going to be rumbled as an extraterrestrial or chatbot or whatever it is you really are if you carry on like this. All the best. Becky from the real life Cuckoo Down Farm in Darkest Devon. I noticed that, Becky, because it confused me because I thought, oh, right, she doesn't know Jenny's ill because she was so bright and bright. Hi, Rory. And then she went, is this because Jenny's ill? You're looking a bit down or something happened. (laughs) How's it all going? (laughs) With the whole dead mother thing. Yeah, I know it was very, very odd. But I guess she was trying to pep him up. (laughs) (laughs) Dear God. (laughs) That's Julianne's job. Uh, But I think, yeah, she has to be politer to him than she can be to her own sons, to whom she is deeply, offensively rude most of the time. Well, she feels she has a special bond with him, doesn't she? Because she's his um, representative on Earth. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, but he was clearly just woman. just sort of leave me alone. Yeah, I hate you, everyone. <laughs> but poor Brian, everywhere he goes, someone's like Brian, Brian, come on. And he's like, oh my god, I just want some, you know. And he's even said, I just want to be left alone. And they're like, no, you don't. Come to the pub. Surprise! Yeah. <laughs> Apart from his own family, who clearly don't want him, but no. <laughs> It's Brian still here. I mean, I have moved into his house, but yeah, but I, yeah, it, yeah, ah, uh, they're just so annoying. But all like of them. David was shouting at it. It was like Father Ted. He was shouting at him for three fields away. <laughs> Brian, I hooted, and you pretended not to hear me. <laughs> Brian's going to. Oh, what happened in 1976? Yeah. Well, on the first of, the, I mean, they're so good at dates, yeah. aren't they, in Ambridge, because they've got them all. I can barely remember my own date of birth. The idea that I'd know where I was in 1993 and have absolutely no clue. 2.30, no, 2.7pm, I mean, it went out. But, uh, yeah. (laughs) (coughs) Right. Yes. And now we are going to cross to Radio Borsetshire because Febreze has got his own, God help us, tribute to Jenny Darling. Radio Borsetshire. Colin, Colin, do you have cleaner? No, not screen cleaner. I have my Joe Maloney geranium and rice water wipes. I mean a real cleaner that can come in and poof up cushions and over. Declan is allergic to moving about a lot, I think, so he cannot do it. And now I am Eurovision ambassador, I do not have time to also fiddle about with a Henry. Can you recommend? Yes, I did have one before, but she used my Eve Long buffing cloth to do the grout. 
So I say, no, Martinka, this is not okay. And she say, well, Febreze, I was going to leave anyway, as you are a perfection. And I am tired of making pyramid out of cotton wool balls. But it look good. And I saw on Instagram. Also, rolling up the towel sideways, that is very style. So, do you have one? Yes. No. Oh, oh now. Hello, hello, this is me, Fabrizio Felpersham, looking like I have just stepped out of the salon because I have. Today, I am sad. I have lost one of my favourite customers. She has been coming to me for many years. Last year, I talked about the death of Queen Elizabeth II, and Jennifer reminded me of her, although Jennifer was a bit more regal. There are some women who always have fresh flowers in different rooms. They always know what they are have for dinner. They are always up and dressed by 7.30 with just a bit of lip gloss. I have to be up at 5am just to get lash extensions in by 7.30am. I am like ill farmer, but with better nails. My mother is one of these ladies, like Jennifer, but with more shout and gunfire. They are proper women, like on black and white film, where they only cry with one eye and bite their lip. My grandfather was awful man like my father, and my mother was same as Jennifer. Tough, and she survived. She can sound very sweet, but when you look in her eye, there is bullet looking back at you. I know, I know, Jennifer was a snob, so is my mother. I was never allowed to play with my cousin who didn't have goat. But that is because when she grew up she did not have goat and she was scared of it. So that is why she wore the loafer and the pearl earring and said, Oh, darling. D Jennifer, I mean, not my mother. She did not wear loafer. She wore overall with flag of Eurovisia on it and a shoulder ulster. Every time I saw Jennifer, she asked me how I am and about the salon, and I ask her, and she always say, fine, thank you, Febreze. Sometimes she even say, super. But from all other clients, I would find out she lost home, her husband's brain was with all other ladies, her son Roaring was not even her son, her girl had the drinking, and her other daughter wash air with plants and smell of moss. And Jennifer was unmarried mother, which was very exciting for Ambridge all that time ago, when you were only allowed to have sex with Squire Trelawney or whatever his name was. We should think about these women more, I think, the ones what keep it all together. Keeping it together means everyone else can fall apart, which is what they never get to do. I wonder if Jennifer won't to fall apart ever. I fall apart about every 20 minutes, but I have Spacey NK makeup bag to deep breathe into. So, goodbye Jennifer. She was always kind to everyone at Salon. She never wore polo neck and tipped well. She may never have been in fashion, but she was always in style. Radio Borsetshire Thank you, Febreze. Do you want to do this bit now? <laughs>
Oh, I haven't got any um All right, I'll do it. Lines, sorry. If you would like script, you mean. If you would like script. to visit patreon.com and look up Ambridge on the couch, you can support us at any subscription level, which then means you get to attend our Zoomy Zoom Ooh. on the 21st of February. Very much approaching. And <laughs> Very much approaching, yes. And as it is near-ish to Valentine's Day, we would like you to submit, if you want to, not compulsory, by the 14th of February. But please, can some people do it? They have. I have got oh, six of them so far. Wow. Mm. Ooh, it's be they have all made me laugh. Um, a love poem about a character in the arches. It can be a limerick or a roses are red, violets are blue. We spent too much time talking about Lucy's poo poem, but not anything longer than that. Uh, the judge of the poems will be Kerry Davis and the winner will receive a limited edition, edition. average on the couch, on the couch mug. mug. Still um, very much approaching um, also. <laughs> work in progress. But slightly slower than the actual event it's for. <laughs> anyway, you can find us on Facebook, on Twitter at on Ambridge. Febreze is at Fabulous Febreze. Or you can email us at ambridgeonthecouch at gmail.com. Is it is it a good time for me to mention that I've just basically downed a delicious gin and tonic? Oh yes, I'm still heading through mine. Oh, Lucy, delicious! I just it really is nice, really isn't it? it? So it's. Um, Did you just have the pinky one or the pale one? No, I had the pale one. Actually. I had the pale one. Yeah, I'm also. saving the pink one for when I drink it with somebody else who's. I think not my just daughter has the stolen the pink one because oh, it's disappeared. God. She's taken it to York. Yes. This is the problem with having Cheeky. children of drinking age. It's not good. I mean, there it's are advantages awful. in that they can make you cocktails, but it's not <laughs> annoying when they then take them away again. But anyway. Um, so we were sent some tiger ti- gin. Tiger gin, darling. <laughs> Matt it? Crawford's uh, <laughs> latest venture, uh, much more successful than a Costa Rican his, his race course based on a, the money stolen from a pensioner um and it's really really good bloody delicious darling <laughs> justin <laughs> give me another so thank you very much thank to you. tiger gin we thank recommend you, you gin. and i will actually i don't know if <laughs> we recommend you we recommend you you'll be thrilled to hear um <laughs> And I'm going to find out if I can get this in Waitrose because I really like it well, a lot. Well, I don't, I can't really tell one gin from the from the other. I'll, well, I, I didn't think I could, but I can with this. I can but tell I mean, Sipsmith, and I can tell that. Oh God, I can tell this is a real gin as opposed to something without any whoa in it. No, that seed um, lip is the one without any. Oh, that's in the it. one. That's yes. the one. That's the one. But. Whatever, it went down terribly well. <laughs> Bless, Bless me. you. Bless Ugh. you. Um, Say thanks, yes. Tiger Gin. Mm. Tiger, and it's a good name. It's a good oh. name, Tiger Gin. It is. It makes me, yes, it makes you feel all 1920s and empire-ish. Yes, very good. <laughs> do you think you're really allowed to feel that anymore, Lucy? Oh, I, do, I don't feel be. that. I don't feel that. No, not at all. Um, <sighs> Hardly but... at all. Um, <laughs> it's basically what the arches makes you feel like. Yeah, anyway, yeah. Um, but anyway, well, here is, oh, Lucy, we can raise a glass then to Angie. Yes, yes. Here Thank is... you very much, Angela Piper, for all your service. And um, being, oh, being a, who will be a much, much, I can't even talk now because I've drunk too much Tiger Gin. I'm getting emotional. Yeah, much missed character. I think for me, Jenny's memorable moments were on the negative side, her saying, 
your elders and your betters to Krusty. <laughs> I'll never forgive her for oh, that. That's the thing. There, there isn't anyone else to do that. No, no. Or to have that relationship with Susan either. Mm. Yeah. There's yes, no one the else unmitigated horror smuggery. at discovering that her daughter was a Carter. That was but, but worth... You see that- so this is another revelation because I'd always just assumed Jenny was a snobby, snooty sort of person, but she wasn't. She didn't come from that world, no. did she? But she adopted it so thoroughly, she became more more it than people who were born into it, as right. often happens, you know. Yeah, yeah. It's like people who move to France and become more French than the French. Yeah. Because they're trying so hard to prove themselves. Yeah. And and you get a bit scared. You can't ever let your guard down in case somebody, you know, finds out. Yeah. Um, and I think the chats she had with Rory were absolutely amazing. Yeah. Um, her frosty relationship with Caroline, when she oh. was Caroline Bone, I loved. <gasps> because did Brian have an affair yeah, with Caroline? Of course. Cheeky. Uh, and... What else? The tagine. The stuff about the Albion kitchen actually was one of my favourites, I think. The hot water tap and the showing off about it and sort of having an open house to display her kitchen and Brian not being able to understand how he made anything work and all that. It's end of an era, isn't it? Yeah. Because also she is of that sort of Arga saga, Joanna Trollope age, isn't she? And that's not, doesn't, doesn't, sort of doesn't, it's not really very, um, well, it's not very Alamode, is it? No. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. I think Jenny Darling was what everybody that doesn't listen to the Archers imagined yes. all of the characters were like and how they imagined everybody that listened was like yes. as well. That's a really good point. Apart yeah. from, you know, the Joe Grundys and all that. They sort of got that. But the Lady of the Manor type, that's what they they thought. Yeah. R.I.P. Jenny. R.I.P. Jenny. And now... Uh, Anyway, yeah. In a totally surprising end... (laughs) (laughs) Hang on, have we done our... our, That scene that we... Oh, no, is that going to be for next week? That sketch? That's for next week. Oh, that's good. That's something to look forward to, isn't it? Mm, I'm excited about that. Yeah, that's good. Um, We are going to... Because it is Chinese New Year at the moment. Did you know that? What's that got to do with our sketch? Nothing. Okay. I, we're going to play Matt, aren't I? Oh, K-pop. So this is funny. the problem with you not having the script. Despite the fact that we do this every sodding week, you still don't know in what order anything happens. No, I no. Okay. I thought you were going to put another sketch. In. No, now we're going to do the monologue, Harriet, and start all over again, shall can we? Can we just start with one of those nice emails about Jenny? Okay. Um, uh, okay. Oh, great. So yeah. So it is Chinese New Year. It yeah. is the year of the rabbit. Yay! Yay. Cute. Um, the year of the rabbit. <laughs> no. <laughs> the rabbit. <laughs> so Matt has done a Chinese New Year archers theme. Amazing. Which of it is really good. But he uses that and I've realised I love it. It's one of my favourite instruments and he's told me what it's called and now I've forgotten. Oh, what is yeah. it? Like a- it begins with a Y. Ying something. Yang something. Oh. But it's gorgeous. Oh, it's just one of those really lovely. <laughs> yes, kind of. of. Anyway, yeah. I'm going to play it now. You ready? Okay. Yeah, can't wait.
what she would have wanted, Harriet. <laughs> <laughs> it's very Jenny Darling. <laughs> it's the very pillow book. <laughs> I think that it's was... gorgeous. Oh, beautiful. Truly beautiful. And I love the I... fact that there's all these different melodies going on underneath. I mean, it's incredible. At the start, I thought, you'll never get the Archers yeah. tune in there. Dee, 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 yeah, dee, that's yeah. so clever, Matt. I know. He's amazing. Oh, what a gorgeous tribute to our Jenny. <laughs> well, no, he did say, <laughs> I am deliberately doing Jenny. something totally well, un-Jenny Darling. Exactly. Because, exactly. you know, the only thing, you kind of imagine Jenny Darling would like maybe a bit of Prokofiev or maybe like something <laughs> like the Trout Quintet or something very, you know. Yes. But, well, that was absolutely spectacular. I know. I love it. I'm going yeah. to play it again. And I'd like own. to know what that... my playlist. I want to listen. Are you going to play it again? Because so I'll listen yes. at the end. Yes. And what is the um, instrument called? Can't remember because I've lost his email. <sighs> Someone will tell us. Don't you huff and puff at me, lady who hasn't even got a script. <laughs> well, it's because I wrote loads of notes this week. Mm. I actually, actually, mostly what I did was copy and pasted the brilliant article that, about the interview with Jenny. Okay. But I thought I probably shouldn't read the whole thing out because you could just go and look at it yourselves. <laughs> but <laughs> Why should we do the hard work for you? That's what we want to know. <laughs> if you're interested, just Google Jenny Darling. No, Jenny, 50 years, Kerry Davis. No, thank you, Matt. That was awesome. Yes, I loved it. Uh, oh, hang on. I found the, ba, I found ba, the ba, 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 thing. Ba. Oh, okay. okay. Yes, he said, I intentionally avoided the Jenny Darling shaped elephant in the room out of respect, especially for Angela Piper. <laughs> <laughs> totally. Fair enough. I'm glad, I'm glad someone's got some sense. Yes. As, yes. <sighs> How's your um, magic tricks coming on, by the way? Don't want to talk about it. Thank okay. you. They're a lot harder than they seem. Talking of rabbits, mm. the year of the rabbit. Have I produced any out of a hat? Yeah, have you? No, I have not. Have you done anything? Card trick? Can you do the one where it sticks to the ceiling? What? You know, like someone chooses a card, then they put it back in the pack and then the magician shuffles or whatever, then he throws the cards up into the air and your card sticks to the ceiling. Of course I can't do that. <laughs> Come on, Lucy, it's nearly February. I can't even shuffle without most of them <laughs> oh, going on the floor. Can you not do a special shuffle yet? No! It's <laughs> oh, only February. God. Actually, it's not. It's January. Get still. motivated. <laughs> anyway, I found it. Okay. The instrument yeah. I think you mean, he says, yeah. is called a yangquin. Oh, yangquin. that's lovely. Right. <laughs> okay. Thanks very much for having me. Um, see you next week. Yes. And we will play out with yeah uh, Chinese New Year of the Rabbit. Yay. Lovely art. What a great music. New Year as well. Yay. That's, some, that's something happy to have happened yes. in uh, January. Yes. The year of the rabbit has yes. arrived. Yes. Hooray! <laughs> hop, hop, hop. <laughs> that wasn't very rabbity, was it? Sounded more villainy. Hop, hop. <laughs> I'm just playing. Okay. You're not going to stop no, talking. Pause. pause it. I carry on. <laughs> You want to do hop, hop, hopping, no, do you? No, I don't. That's what you played at the beginning of the episode. Yes, I know. It's because I hit the wrong button. I told you. Do we need to revisit my past mistakes? If we do, we could be here for a while. No, it's a blooming tiger gin it's got to me. I can't shut okay. up now. Okay. Cheers. Bye. Bye.
Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mm. 